the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to check out my articles at wnd.com, lifesitenews.com, Olive Tree Views on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, now in its second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. Well, a school event is coming up on or around Friday, April 12th, and that's right around the corner, folks, the so-called Day of Silence. And no, it's not a Christian observance. Far from it to to talk with me about this and uh, much more is my friend and pro-family colleague, Laurie Higgins. Laurie is a prolific writer and speaker on pro-family and pro-life issues and is the cultural affairs writer for the Illinois Family Institute. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Laurie. Hi, Linda. Thanks so much for having me. Well, so, Laurie, um, there's just so much I could talk to you about, and you and I chat on email quite often. Um, But let's start with the Day of Silence. I know there are parents out there who know what this is and grandparents, but there are people that are thinking, what is that? And they're just being introduced to this for the first time. So let's give them a little background. Could you uh, fill us in on what the Day of Silence is all about? Sure. Um, it's a well. I'll I'll start with characterizing it. It's a it's a leftist attempt to use public schools to advance leftist assumptions about the nature and morality of homosexuality, and they do it under the guise of curbing bullying. Of course, everybody decent person wants to curb bullying, but not all means to achieving that ends are good. So the day of silence started 23 years ago. It started at a university. 
and then a few years later, it was taken over by an organization called GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, whose sole reason for existence is to exploit government schools to normalize homosexuality and and biological sex rejection, which they call transgenderism. They don't like the ism, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what it is. And so what this effort does is it calls for students in high schools and middle schools to refuse to speak all day, including in, during instructional time, during classes. On Well, this is on the Friday the 12th. It's always in April. Uh, to, well, it, originally they said this was to draw attention to the silenced voices of mm-hmm. the LGBT community. Of course, everyone knows that's absurd. They're not silent at all. They're quite voluble and ever-present. So they now say that it's, you know, they want to end bullying, which, of course, as I said, everybody wants to do. But they want to do it by imposing their moral assumptions on everyone else's children by disrupting class. Yes, and, you know, this is one of those manipulative strategies that are, um, you know, the left is so uh, so excellent at uh, implementing, and because they have such control over things like education and our bureaucracies in this country, they're able to, to get this done by taking something that every parent is concerned about, bullying, and making it seem as though um, that for a child to be a kind person to their peers— and again, and not a bully, they have to approve of these radical behaviors. I mean, how how diabolical is this? I mean, how do you how do you uh, address this to try to separate people's minds and hearts on this so that we don't come across as being in favor of bullying? How do we do that, Lori? Well, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to kind of deal with their manipulative rhetoric. All that we can do is to treat people respectfully and to and to um, share the truth, which means real love, real compassion, biblical love does not require or entail affirming the beliefs, feelings, desires, and volitional acts of every person. That's an absurd proposition to even imply that it does. And of course, the left doesn't live by their kind of implied principle. They don't believe that in order to love, for example, theologically orthodox Christians, they have to affirm all of their beliefs and all their desires and all their words and all their volitional acts. Mm-hmm. So real love involves speaking truth. Right. And of course, that's very difficult. I, w- I want to say this is what adults should be doing. It's very difficult to expect our adolescents in public schools to rhetorically or verbally espouse truth when they're going to be attacked by their their peers in school. So that's why we're probably going to get to this, what we are asking people to do on Day of Silence. But I, I want to say one thing. In order to do what public schools do, which is to promote a set of assumptions about homosexuality and, of course, now the trans phenomenon, Mm -hmm. they have to have come to a prior conclusion that those beliefs and assumptions are in reality true. So, for example, we don't have a day of silence in defense of polyamory. So, of Mm -hmm. course, if there were children in school who identified as polyamorous or they were being raised in a polyamorous household by polyamorous parents, 
we still wouldn't want them to be bullied because no one should be bullied at school. But we don't. We would. Schools would never, at least right now, have a day of silence in support of polyamory right. because they know that such a day does more than just end bullying. Mm-hmm. It transforms the moral beliefs of students. And since so far, most administrators and school board members don't believe that polyamory is right, they would never want to have a day of silence for polyamorous, which brings us to the realization that they have concluded that homosexual acts and relationships are intrinsically moral. Right. They had to have, or right. they wouldn't have a day. I mean, we don't want kids who are promiscuous, for example, to be bullied. But we would never have a day of silence for promiscuity, right. even, if stu- even if there were students who identified as openly promiscuous well well yes it's it's the inborn assumption they've just uh leapt over that they don't want to deal with it because they can't uh, address it uh, logically and truthfully because there's a lot tremendous research showing that this is not inborn and there is no one born in the wrong uh wrong sex body and so they just uh this is the manipulation they just don't even answer that question they just go ahead and and make you assume that that's true isn't that what they're doing the inborn issue could easily be made by polyamorous. They could easily make the argument that they have always, I mean, we know that the human species, is, particularly the male species, is attracted, erotically attracted to multiple people simultaneously. So that even that argument, which of course there is no evidence that you're born homosexual, certainly no evidence that humans are born in the wrong sexed body. So that fails. And, and, you know, the research of Lisa Diamond, who's a lesbian researcher, shows that actually sexual orientation is fluid among men and women. It's not fixed, as the left has told us for years. So all of their, you know, foundational claims have been refuted, or most of them have been, or at least not proven. And so what we are asking people to do on Day of Silence or prior to it is to call their school ask a simple question, do you allow teachers and or students to refuse to speak in class on day of silence? If the administration says yes, then keep your child home on that day. Right. And, you know, you can, depending on how brave your child is, you can, uh, we have put up at missionamerica.com a series of uh, posters and signs that you can download and take to a printer. And it's about the day of silence. It's about the issue of uh, homosexuality LGBT. It's about boys and girls restrooms and so on. So express your views, folks. Go to missionamerica.com and and uh, look for those. But the day of silence walkout information is where, Lori? There's a there's a website for that. Mm-hmm. If you go to doswalkout.net, there's a lot of information. And we should say this is an effort by many many pro family organizations from East Coast to West Coast, North to South, that are encouraging people to keep their kids home on that day. That We have an FAQ. We have a sample call-out letter. Uh, we call it a, a walkout. It's not technically a walkout. We don't want parents to send their kids to school and then call them out. We want them just to keep them home. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, questions about, you know, you know, people that disagree with us, what do they say and what is our response to that? Uh, this is the the pro LGBT activist organizations have a plethora of intrusive school activities, Ally Week, a National Transgender Day of Remembrance, all sorts of things. We have one effort, and that's Day of Silence walkout to keep your child home. 
In many schools, probably most, every absence costs the school district money. In addition, your kids will be out of that uncomfortable environment and out of the indoctrination. And, and we should add, GLSEN actually provides a guide for educators offering all these suggestions to teachers on how they can use their class, no matter what the subject is, to promote leftist assumptions about mm-hmm. homosexuality. Right, right. So they, there are many, many teachers who jump on board this as well and use, in fact, sometimes certain in certain school districts, the whole week is devoted to right. so-called anti-bullying, uh, social justice training, you know, weaving all this into uh, the idea that homosexuality and, and and gender confusion are inborn and they are neutral and normative. And of course, they're not. We are talking, folks, if you're just joining us with Laurie Higgins of the Illinois Family Institute, who is a longtime uh, pro-life, a pro-family writer, speaker, commentator and a friend and colleague of, of mine. And uh, we are talking about the so-called Day of Silence uh, promoted by the homosexual uh pro-homosexual group GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. Laurie, this is, it's supposed to be a student-led effort, uh, and mostly in um, high schools and middle schools. Do you, uh, I have seen a couple of elementary school efforts that, that concern me. I think that it may be creeping down to elementary schools. Have you seen any of that, that so far? I haven't heard about any particular schools, but I did read something online last week about that this is they're attempting to reach into elementary schools, which, of course, makes sense. I mean, you know, we were just talking before we went on air about a book in a first grade in your area. Yes, I'll tell more about homosexual. Mm -hmm. I read well, we've all read about the second grade in Virginia recently got into hot water because a second grade teacher read a, a, a picture book about Harvey Milk, the pederast Harvey Milk, who, you know, was a friend of cult leader Jim Jones, and that's what they read, a picture book to students without parental notification. So if they're going to be doing that, you know, they, it makes sense that Day of Silence, it will start with a fifth grader coming in, and probably their parent will suggest it, and then they'll come to school. So, you know, but I mean, we have drag queen story hours. Right. I mean, you know, to expect this, and we should expect this in elementary school. Yes, in uh, the central Ohio area, in Windermere, at Windermere Elementary School in the Upper Arlington School District, a, a notice was sent out uh, Monday, April 1st at 4 p.m. for a reading the next day, April 2nd, on uh, at uh, 1 p.m. in a first grade class uh, of a book called um, Who Am I? A Kid's guide to gender identity and it's all this pro uh, gender confusion uh you know you don't really know your parents just guessed at your gender when you were born and so on it's really diabolical uh well what happened was parents and, and there was no opt out uh given so parents were given less than 24 hours notice well based on parents speaking out and objecting at the the point where we're recording this program now the um school has backed down they've decided to delay that and do and they are giving an opt out, but it's all because one child in this class is supposedly transitioning. So, Laurie, you know, this is this is pathetic that we are, you know, we are normalizing gender confusion in the these poor children. The spotlight on that child just breaks my heart, doesn't it? Yours? Oh my gosh! I mean, I write a lot about the whole trans cult. Yes, you do. It's so profoundly destructive and evil. 
I, I mean, all, all the people who are facilitating this, whether they're the medical profession or in public schools that facilitate social and chemical and surgical interventions, are, are going to be held accountable one day yes. for the harm being done to children. And we, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that new, a new website came up about a month ago called Peak, P-I-Q-U-E, Peak mm-hmm. Resilience Project. It's four young women, mm-hmm. all of whom have, they are detransitioning. They had oh, identified yeah. as trans. And, and now, they, these are liberal women, yep. and oh, they are talking about how much changing. they regret transitioning. We are um, coming up on a break. We are talking with Laurie Higgins about the Day of Silence and the Day of Silence walkout. And we will continue here on Mission America Radio when we come back from our break. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We will be back right after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today with Laurie Higgins of the Illinois Family Institute. Laurie is a prolific writer on many of these uh, social issues. And um, we're going uh, to talk, we've been talking about the Day of Silence, which is a pro-homosexual day that will be coming up on or around Friday, April 12th. And we have a Day of Silence walkout a coalition, or you can go to doswalkout.net for more information on that. And I'd like to get your view, Lori, in, in view of all the things that are being thrown at our children and this corruption, uh, what do you think, and I can only guess, but you're so articulate, I'll let you, you tell, about the uh, attempt at the federal level, the Equality Act, to pass, um, uh, get sexual orientation and gender identity added to the federal U.S. Civil Rights Code, as if it's like race, religion, and so on. What is your thought about the impact on children? I call it the travesty called the Equality Act. To treat, so, and this is where we need to get to foundational assumptions. So we have to talk about, I I never use the word sexual orientation without putting it in quotation marks, Mm -hmm. because what that term implies is that homosexuality and heterosexuality are flip sides of the sexuality coin. That's an assumption on the part of the left. Conservatives would say homosexuality is a disordering of the sexual impulse. And so what they're seeking to do is add these two conditions, which is gender identity and sexual orientation, to anti-discrimination law at the federal level, and actually, they specifically address the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, essentially neutering that, so it won't have an exemption for religious employers even. And it's adding those two conditions, which are constituted by internal subjective feelings and volitional acts. They're treating them as if it's, they are conditions akin to race and biological sex, which they're not. Of course, that opens the Pandora's box to what will soon be we'll have people pleading for other uh, sexual orientations to be added. In other words, other conditions that are defined by, constituted by subjective sexual feelings and volitional sexual acts, and that could include BDSM, infantilism, Mm -hmm. voyeurism, Mm -hmm. genetic sexual attraction. That's the new term for incest. Mm -hmm. So this is very dangerous. People, we should be entitled to treat people differently based on their volitional choices. There's nothing unjust about treating biological women as different from biological men who impersonate women. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly just and proper 
for an organization or a business to fire people who decide that they want to pretend to be men or women. We should have that right. Yes. I mean, and that, that's what will be prohibited by the Equality Act. It's a, it's a really frightening and disastrous well, well, piece of legislation. It will have, it will have a dramatic influence throughout um, schools and youth culture as children are empowered to have these, these uh, supposedly inborn orientations. And I believe this will open the door to uh, pederasty and pedophilia pretty quickly because it will it will force the lowering of the age of consent because uh, all you need is a few carefully chosen lawsuits where children are urged to declare themselves uh, a certain uh, orientation and that they want to express it in fill in the blank with uh, an adult. And I think that's where we're going. We were seeing that already. We're seeing minors you know, their parents losing the right to prevent them from going on cross-sex hormones, which which lead them permanently sterile. We see 13-year-old girls getting double mastectomies now. And we see this force of government coming in and saying they have that right and parents do not have a right to stop it. Right. And I have an article on my website that the Equality Act does open the door to pedophilia through the the, the issue of consent, and if you'd like to read more about that. And Lori's written a lot about all of this at the IllinoisFamily.org website. So go there. Lori, tell us about what happened, speaking of Illinois family, um, in the Illinois legislature recently, I mean, the left is going nuts. Tell, tell about the resolution for your organization. We only have a couple minutes, so let's... Okay, so we posted two articles, well, now it's three, in which we compared the abortion holocaust of 61 million and counting uh, babies in the womb to the Nazi holocaust of Jews. And a small group of progressives in Springfield took umbrage at that, and they filed a resolution condemning IFI and IFA, our sister organization, for anti-Semitic, homophobic, threatening, and hateful posts for callously belittling the Holocaust. And they have... They have called for a formal investigation into our organization. They have called for uh, our lobbyists' credentials to be suspended. They've reported us to the state police. This is how extreme, of course, this is open to hornet's nest. Conservatives are infuriated here in Illinois. And they, they accused us of issuing threats. We've never written anything that's threatening. We aren't homophobic. Of course We not. believe homosexual acts are immoral, but that's not a fear or a rational hatred of persons who believe differently and live in accordance with their beliefs. So this is where it's coming. And if they can do it to us, if they can silence us, they will go for individuals later. Right. It's just persecution and intimidation and uh, who know, knows where this is going to go. <clears throat> so, um, so, you know, it, it, we have things like Chick-fil-A. I mean, they're they're being drummed out of airports just because of, you know, political views that were expressed actually a few years ago. It, it's been a, quite a while. You know, people have the only thing that's going to change this is for people to start speaking out um, on an individual level. They can't they can't address intimidate all of us if we speak out. What, what is exactly. your thought about the silence of of parents and the in the church? It, it gets very old to keep saying this, but. People, you have to speak out. So, Laura, what do you think about that? Well, first, we have to understand what does Scripture teach us. It teaches us to consider it, to count it all joy, to encounter trials, 
and that we're going to be hated by the world. And what do Christians today do? Oh my gosh, if someone's going to call me a hater, I'm not going to say anything. If my neighbor's going to be mad at me for speaking truth. Meanwhile, we are complicit in the harm being done to children, mm-hmm. particularly through this trans phenomenon where kids are being surgically mutilated and chemically sterilized and Christians say nothing. It's unbelievable to me. I want to say one thing about the Chick-fil-A. It's not just on their views expressed a few years ago. What, what, re, what re, made this resurface is that they left us found out that they have donated money, oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A, to Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And that's why this controversy has reemerged. Wow, it's amazing. Lori, thank you so much for everything you're doing. So give us the websites for the, D, the Day of Silence Walkout and Illinois Family. Um, doswalkout.net and illinoisfamily.org, all spelled out. And just keep up with Lori. She is a wonderful, very, very articulate writer, always on top of these issues and um you've had your you've you've paid your you've you've taken your stripes on this lori and you still are standing and god bless you god bless you for being on our side of this issue uh and in this movement and i ask my listeners to pray for you pray for illinois family and uh thank you so much lori thanks linda and just remember friends do your homework keep up on this and do not be afraid to speak out just remember just remember with god All things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.